You're listening to The Cool CLE Show. I'm Jay, host of The Cool CLE Show, brought to you by CoolCleveland.com, putting you in touch with cool events, people, news, and neighborhoods in the Cleveland region. This week, we welcome back Choir Cleveland's artistic director, Jay White, ahead of its series of Christmas concerts, December 20th at St. Ignatius of the Antioch, December 21st at Our Lady of Peace Church, and December 22nd at St. Peter Catholic Church. We also have new music from two local acts, so stay tuned. But first, here's some more events I think should be on your calendar. Skatacular in the Square features a stunning holiday light display throughout the six-and-a-half-acre park and programs including live choral performances, a meet-and-greet with Santa Claus every Saturday and Sunday in December, as well as other holiday character appearances. Winter Tide at Gordon Square is a free all-ages art-infused festival returning to the Detroit Shoreway neighborhood from 2 to 6 p.m. on Saturday, December 14th for its fourth year. You can enjoy unique local shopping and a counter pop-up performances, musical, interactive, and visual throughout the Gordon Square Art District storefronts, theaters, and streetscape. The free Kid Zone at Near West Theater includes hands-on activities and photos with Santa, and a free trolley whisks you to the Cleveland Bazaar's handmade holiday market at 78th Street Studios. Santa will also arrive at Mitchell's Ice Cream's Ohio City Shop from the North Pole on December 15th at 11.30 a.m. to hear your Christmas wishes and sit for pictures. An eclectic mix of shopping and music at the Beachland Holiday Flea and Record Fair on Sunday, December 15th. The event will feature over 20 vendors selling amazing artwork, classic vinyl, and cool vintage items. Swing by the Nature Center at Shaker Lakes on December 20th for a magic luminary walk along the new All People's Trail. You can take a holiday selfie at the Whimsical Rose Foundation gazebo and warm up inside by the fire while sipping some cocoa. And this local band, the Chestertons, will be hosting its fourth annual A Very Chestertons Christmas at the Coda on December 20th at 8 p.m. Featuring music from Jerry Popel, Emily and Ivory, Vanishing Shores, and of course, the Chestertons. Here's its latest single, Is This Real Enough Yet?
glad to have Jay White back. Um, He is the artistic director for Choir Cleveland, a very, very unique and fantastic um, asset that we have in our city's cultural uh, environment. Jay, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show again. Well, thank you for having me again. So this is a really important time for the choir. You've got a series of uh, Christmas concerts coming up uh, Friday the 20th at St. Ignatius of Antioch. Uh, Saturday the 21st at Our Lady of Peace, and Sunday the 22nd at St. Peter Catholic Church. Uh, This is Carols for Choir 10. So um, before we get into uh, details of the concert, can you just kind of talk us through sort of the origins of Choir Cleveland? Because you're quite unique. Sure, of course. So this is um, our 12th season. Uh, The organization sort of began because there were a group of people who wanted to sing music mostly from Tudor England, uh, which is around, you know, the early part of the 17th century and before, uh, and also some music from the continent of Europe um, in a setting that was not always going to be in a church. And Ross Duffin, who uh, was the found, one of the founders of the organization, he was a professor at Case Western Reserve University in their musicology department. And he had been there for 40 years. Uh, so he and a couple of his colleagues and some singers from the local churches got together and essentially created the first uh, season of Choir Cleveland, you know, basically just getting together and saying, let's see what we can put together. And it worked out quite well for them. So they decided we're going to go ahead and do another series of concerts the next year. So it kind of grew from there. And most of the music that we do perform is from the Renaissance Um, Europe and England, if you want to be a little bit more specific, but we Mm -hmm. have branched out and gone into, you know, more modern pieces uh, from both the the U.S. and also from the continent. Uh, And I think one of the more unique aspects of choir is that we try to remain fairly small in our forces. So, for example, this concert, we will have uh, 15 singers, um, which is fairly fairly small considering sometimes we're as large as 24 this time we'll we'll be quite intimate shall we say Mm -hmm. um and each year we aim to to provide at least two programs or two projects per season this year we're fortunate enough to do three and we're happy to say we're going to be doing three projects next season as well (laughs) so so things are working out very well for the ensemble and i i would i would venture to guess that one of the gems that is uh, part of the ensemble is that we're all from the Cleveland area and many of us are performers and educators. I would say a good portion of the group has either taught in K through 12 or in higher education. So there's a component of wanting to make sure that we're bringing the most informed information to our, to our audience and also to the ensemble as well. Mm. So what sort of challenges, unique challenges uh, for you and when you're picking uh, some of these pieces of music, I'm, I'm looking at the a draft of the 
uh, of the program, Gregorian chant and these 15th century French uh, songs. What sort of unique challenges have you got as an artistic director to uh, pick them and then bring them to life? That's a very good question. I think for me, the greatest challenge is I always have ideas. That's rarely an issue. Um, so let me just give you an idea, an example with this particular concert. Um, I had uh, wanted to do a carols program, but I didn't want it to be strictly just Christmas carols alone. Um, something that choir had done in the past was they did a program that had old settings of carols and new settings of carols. And I wanted to find a way to sort of tap into, into that. Uh, when I was going through sort of my files, I thought, well, we are going to be in Advent. So what are some of those Advent carols? And the very first one that popped up was O Come, or, excuse me, O Come, O Come Emmanuel, which in essence is a sort of synopsis, if you want to say, or a, a paraphrasing of the seven great O antiphons that we are using for this particular program. So then mm-hmm. from there, I went to the lovely Google and I said, find me some settings of these great O antiphons that happen to be from the Renaissance. And as it happened, there are these 17th century uh, settings that were printed by a Paris publisher, Pierre Atagnan, in the 17th century. And I was fortunate to find an editor who had edited them. So we are going to be using his editions. Uh, and from there, I said, well, I'd like to bring in a modern arrangement, meaning from the 19th century forward, um, mm-hmm. of some Christmas carols that might correspond somewhat loosely sometimes to the particular <laughs> antiphon text. Uh, okay. And that's how I, this particular program came together. And first it started off small and then it kind of kept growing and growing and to the point of where I said, well, if we're going to do carols, we might as well involve the audience as well. So do come because there's going to be a sing-along as well. <laughs> I see that. I yeah. see that. And yeah. is that, is that Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Is that so that we can practice? Yeah. So we're doing Oh, Come All You Faithful and Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Okay, fabulous. Yeah. I know those. Good. I definitely know those. Good. I'm good. <laughs> um, I, I had the, the pleasure of seeing uh, your Virgin Mary themed Mother's Day uh, choir early in the year. And uh, I think because obviously there's you know no instruments in, in your performances. And the church uh, that I saw you in was just absolutely beautiful. It was white. It had these beautiful stained glass windows. The whole ambiance and the experience was certainly there. Um, is there anything that you take into consideration when you're choosing the venues? So uh, with the three churches that, that you're going to be performing in here at the end of the month, um, is there any th- sort of considerations you take into when you're choosing the places that you go to yeah. perform? Yeah, and it's good that you mentioned that because um, the churches that we have for this particular project are, I won't say small, but they are smaller than some, for example, St. John's Cathedral downtown. So they are smaller venues that we will be performing in. um, And they allow a little bit more of an intimacy. And if you kind of think of, if you're one of those uh, people who have grown up in the church and might go home for their Christmas Eve service where they turn the lights down and they're like, we're not going to be doing that necessarily. But it is much more of an intimate setting. We do have to take into consideration to some extent what church or what venue we're choosing to sing in and whether or not that's going to affect the uh, the output of the sound and possibly even affect the repertoire choices. So, indeed. 
Well, I, I can attest um, when I saw you guys sing, it was beautiful. Um, it certainly elicited a lot of emotion. You just, there's something um, uh, not tribal, but just like sort of uh, just biological response that comes <laughs> from here from hearing the music sure. um, in that setting. And um, like I said earlier, a, a truly unique uh, cultural offering in our city that I've you know not seen uh, anywhere else in, in the time that I've been around. So um, this is a, a free concert inherently. Can we talk a little bit about how um, uh, so people can go to the concert, uh, but how can they support um, what you guys are, are doing and the important work that you're doing in, in sort of keeping these this music alive? Sure. Well, one of the things we decided is we, we feel strong about making sure that people hear this kind of repertoire that's been around for hundreds of years. And of course, in spaces where this repertoire was almost written for these types of spaces and we are and so doing we're going to provide all the concerts this year for free um with and asking for a, a suggested donation of 25 dollars per person um and one of the things that's been beneficial to us is that people will come that have never heard the ensemble before and they will fortunately for us become somewhat of a member of the family and come uh, multiple times to other concerts and each time giving us a, you know a donation that they're able to do and so that kind of giving back and forth is we are giving the gift that we have been blessed with to the greater Cleveland community and we hope that that will inspire them to continue to support the ensemble our ensemble specifically and hopefully other arts organizations within the Cleveland area. I mean, Cleveland is to my mind quite a gem in the cultural arts. And so to have a place in that within Cleveland and then now extending even down into Akron, that has been incredibly uh, rewarding to the ensemble. Uh, And you can tell that there are other ensembles and other arts organizations in the area that are expanding and, and we are surviving what could have been, you know, a downturn at one point, but now things, mm. are, you know, quite well as far as the interest. And I and I'm we're going to ride it as much as we can. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for for coming on the sh- uh, on the show and and talking about uh, Choir Cleveland and of course uh, the concerts that you have coming up. Again, those dates are uh, December twentieth and St. Ignatius of Antioch. Saturday uh, the twenty first at Our Lady of Peace and Sunday the twenty second at St. Peter Catholic Church. Uh, more information at choircleveland.org. That's choir with a Q, Q-U-I-R-E, Cleveland, all one word, dot org. Um, or you can like them on Facebook as well. Uh, thank you again, Jay, and a, and a Merry, Merry Christmas if and I don't a, see you before. And a Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. from Liberty Light Machine called For Those Who Are No Longer With Us. This is a track from its latest EP, Inevitable Is Now, released in November. It's available on Bandcamp and Amazon.
And that's it for this episode of the Cool CLE Show. Many thanks to Jay White and Choir Cleveland for coming on the show to talk about its upcoming Christmas concerts. Remember, those dates are December 20th at St. Ignatius of the Antioch, December 21st at Our Lady of Peace, and December 22nd at St. Peter Catholic. Please check them out and support them in their mission to keep medieval, renaissance, and baroque horror music in our community. And also thanks to the Chestertons and Liberty Light Machine for the new music. You've been listening to The Cool CLE Show, brought to you by CoolCleveland.com. Have a good one.